before we start today's episode, I just kind of want to welcome everybody. And if you're a returning listener, go ahead and just rate the podcast real quick. It takes less than a minute. Uh, it's going to really help us grow and expand. We don't ask for much. So that's the one thing we're going to ask for today is for you returning listeners who enjoy the podcast to go ahead and rate and follow. Thank you. Welcome everybody to the True Dreamers Podcast. I'm your host today, Isaac, here with my other co-host, Philip. Joaquin and Juan. Today we're going to be talking about some some pretty valuable things, some really important things that are close to us, uh, some things that we valued for a long time, and uh, just a different perspective that we've had on life uh, for a while now. It could be from how we grew up or just different values and beliefs that we've built over time, but today we're going to be talking about the value of a man. And these men and gentlemen right next to me have very great inputs. And I actually, I take a lot from them every single day. A lot of things they've showed me over the past few years that I've known them, I've been able to develop myself into a better man and feel like I've made my value worth of it. But with that term value, what does that really mean, right? So today we're going to be explaining to what kind of the perceived value of a man. How is a man supposed to be valuable in today's society, right? We're going to be talking about a different few we're going to be hitting a few different points uh joaquin has some really good points on like a, a pillar that he's going to talk about and we're going to be doing a little more specific deep diving into what makes him valuable financially emotionally physically and obviously like skill and uh and logic like logically like what in total brings the best package of a man is pretty much what we're going to be hitting my i myself i'm going to start with like the financial aspect part of it just because this has been something that I've I found very uh, kind of pronounced in my life. This is something that I've seen firsthand and also I've experienced firsthand. That's the financial aspect of what a man can bring value, like in value wise, right? So some of the research I did and I found is that the average man makes about 50000 to $75,000 a year. And most of those jobs are like labor intensive jobs. So like you're going to work and you're picking up a hammer pretty much or a shovel, right? So a lot of those are like those hard work, blue collar type of jobs, 50 to 75,000. Global uh, Other global studies show that men are actually happy in that realm. So it actually shows that in that 50 to $75,000 mark, they are happy. Like they, they make the money they, they make and they are okay and they're comfortable and they can mentally go on throughout life, right? The issue with that is men are also seen as providers. When it comes to the providing aspect of it, is it's kind of tough for a man to to val to go back and forth in his head because women the the truth is women have a number. Whether they want to say it or not, 99% I won't say all of them, 99% of women have a number that makes them feel comfortable and secure because that's what they're looking for when they find a man, right? They're looking for someone who can financially secure them. They're not going to be with someone who's going to kind of just let them in the dust and put them in a bunch of debt, right? So men are comfortable and the average is what they're comfortable in. It's around that 50 to 75,000 mark. The issue is women have like kind of like rule of thumb number. That's almost like six figures is the magic number, right? Then when they see a man who makes a lot of money and uh, is financially secure, they look at the six figure mark. So if they see a man that makes six figures, which is about 100K or more, they instantly become a little more emotionally connected to that person or a little more attracted to that person it's like it's just shown it's proven to show that 
that six-figure mark, they keep telling themselves when they're in high school or college, whatever it might be, that a man is supposed to make six figures for them to be comfortable. It's always six figures. We're going to drive six cars and live in a six-car garage and have six kids. But the sad truth is this is not the case in most cases, right? So what's going to happen when these women find out that these men are not making six figures? They're making 50000 they're not in a six-car garage they're in a two-bedroom apartment they don't have six kids they're just living on their own what happens then that's where arguments come in right that's mm-hmm. where a lot of times i'm not just going to say women either it's also comes with family in general is that this argument arises it's you don't give enough right you're not what you what i thought you were going to be you're not providing for me to where i feel comfortable with you you know it's like it's almost blunt but kind of curved right men always kind of get like the the short end of the stick when it comes to this unfortunately because we're supposed to emotionally adapt to it we're supposed to just take it right which Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about later um it's just this kind of sad part is we make enough money to make us happy but unfortunately in most cases the people we provide for aren't happy they need more and they have these benchmarks whether these numbers in their head whether they want to admit it or not that makes us makes us men either financially secure or not we could be financially secure at 50k but i don't think people see it that way i feel like people have that number that six figure mark that's kind of this is how much he needs to make in order to be able to financially provide for me and honestly i i just feel like that's kind of weird that uh that they even have that type of number and the only reason for that is is because those same people that have the number are the same people that would argue like the toxic masculinity aspect right which i'm about to touch on that too um one little thing so i did some research on this one little kind of survey i found on here was actually in 2022 so this year there's a survey that states that seven out of ten women or 71 percent of women state that it's important that men are able to provide for to provide and support a family financially and to be a good husband and protect right so just when i read that i was kind of shocked for a second right so seven out of ten women say that seven out of ten, 10 women say that it's important like it's like men have to provide in order to be a good husband or supporter mm-hmm. and i feel like that's really shitty to kind of hear right and it's really sad and the facts are there i mean they took a random survey random people on the street this this is what the answers were 71 percent of women said this so not my words in comparison 32 percent of the men say the opposite so the men that they asked, remember, they asked the same number of, of men and the same number of women. The 71% of women said that a man has to be able to uh, provide financially. 31% of women say that a woman is supposed to provide financially. So I thought that was really shitty, right? So it's kind of like completely reversed. Men feel like, I feel like men are kind of pra- like shown in the society that that is the true number, right? And I feel like that's why those numbers are the case. Because women are kind of, I don't even know how to say this in a respectful way they're kind of tamed to kind of feel that thought that the men are supposed to pay for dinner they're supposed to provide for the house they're supposed to provide for the kids right and men are kind of taught the other way that they're supposed to be the ones providing they shouldn't have to expect the women to do it right yes if if we're going strictly based on like traditional aspect yeah. and like a traditional um like abilities of a man and woman pretty right. much like what they're supposed to do what's what do i provide uh, and the only reason i bring that up is not that it's like true or not it's more right. of just the fact that it's a lot of pressure on a man right mm-hmm. so going back to the whole perceived value of a man it's what is the man's value in this case right so yes. it, it's almost like it's they either have it or they don't 
So if they don't have this aspect of them, they're not a good husband. They're not a good provider. They're not a good uh, significant other or a dad. And it's kind of sad because they'll say that it doesn't matter, but it does, right? Mm-hmm. It, all those different pillars that Joaquin's going to touch on, all those different these different aspects that we're going to touch on on what makes a man valuable, it sucks because it almost feels like if you don't have one, you don't have none. Exactly. As soon as you lose one, you feel like you just have this intense pressure to kind of fulfill that mark, in which in most cases you might fulfill that mark, but it also loses touch on another mark. And trust me, it's going to come back to you, right? So it, it always touches, you know. One of those things that I feel like the pressure comes from is the fact that men are expected to have these higher income jobs. Be- and it's mainly because women traditionally pick lower income jobs, which kind of upsets me with the wage gap conversation, right? It's women will argue the wage gap that men get paid more than women, which it, they do. They do get paid more, but it's because men also have, they pick higher paying jobs. They pick more risky, like money making like routes yeah it's just the open opportunities that are available right like with more risk comes more reward all these labor-intensive jobs that men have obviously they come with a better wage because it's a higher risk right and it's it's just kind of like biological is what i've seen so women just it with the way they make decisions with the way they use their emotions which isn't a bad or good thing i'm not saying anything negative about it they typically in general pick lower paying jobs or lower paying positions because they don't take the same types of risk. They're a lot more conservative, conservative. So they pick those jobs, which in, in return also puts the pressure on the man to get a higher paying job. Mm-hmm. But the women demands more money, but she picks to make less. It's just kind of all contradicts each other, which is really silly. One thing that I found on here is that uh, another study that I found is that 42% of women say that financial security is actually the number one thing that attracts them to a man. 42% of women, which I know isn't some crazy number, but when you look at the grand scheme of things, if you look at 100 women sitting in one room, 42 of them are saying that that's the one thing that attracts them to a man. And I I think, I didn't write this down, but I think it's the other like 25% that has it as number two, and then the rest of it has number three. The sad part about it is that they all have it on their list, that finances is something that attracts them to a man Mm -hmm. which again what is the value of that right so what that puts the pressure on the man to add the aspect of value to them if they don't make a certain amount of money they don't feel they don't feel that they make a woman financially secure they then feel like they lose the value in themselves right and it adds the pressure to make more money and to to go do it i thought that part was pretty sad right right so financially that's kind of like what i have to say is that women do find finances sexy they do see that six-figure mark and they're automatically more attracted to you and not only just women because i'm not going to come at women that's not what this is about it's also when it comes to the family right and the kids the kids aren't getting what they want they're not happy if the family expects you to to be better than the last generation and you're not they're not happy and again it it all somehow just funnels down to the man because the man is traditionally the rock of the family whether they want to say it or not and again it sucks because most of the women who agree with this like and they they said this i mean i showed you the studies that i had written down here and if you don't believe me look it up yourself the one most of the women saying this are also the same ones who say the opposite right they're also saying oh no i don't need a man to do this like i could i'm independent i could do this myself or finances is not even a big issue we don't have to live in a big house but when it comes down to it and the women aren't having their dream life that they always wanted, who did they blame it on? 
they don't go out there and take the risk themselves they don't go out there and risk losing their family so they could have enough income to provide for their own dream life they go find someone who can give them that value who do they go for most of the time it's a man in today's society sure it might be different but those relationships who don't have a man and a woman are statistically shown to not be as high functioning of a relationship it just shows that the facts whether i don't care whether you're gay straight whatever you are the facts show that a man and a woman have a better relationship it's just how they mingle it's how we were made to be it's basic biology i can agree with that yeah basic biology and to add to that you know because we're talking about the value of a man uh, the perceived value of a man we're not just going to talk about finances that's not the only aspect of it we can provide in many other ways right we all we all provide in our own unique and uh in special ways the other way that i wanted to add on to that was actually physically so physically men are supposed to look a certain way i mean i've been told this my whole life right i have a, a more baby face i don't grow as much facial hair i don't grow much hair you know in general which is kind of a bigger aspect of what makes a man masculine or not at least in today's society so i've been told these things so i do understand them firsthand it's not like i'm just kind of saying these things out of my ass uh most heterosexual women i should specify that look for a man who's taller has a more financially symmetrical not financially uh, facially symmetrical uh face with um masculine aspects what that means is like i just said symmetrical and masculine is going to be obviously the hair right mm-hmm. so the mustache the beard that type of thing um obviously nice and cleaned up uh, they're going to look for that and they're going to look for the broader shoulders they're going to look for that v taper and they're going to look for a more muscular frame maybe not too muscular because i found that to be a little over the top in a lot of cases but in most cases they want they want that muscular frame right they want to be able to feel and see and go out in public and people other other people also see the fact that their man is taller wider and more masculine because that makes them feel protected the issue comes is what happens when you're not that person what happens when you're missing one of those aspects right what happens when you have a little bit of muscle and you're but you're a little bit smaller of a frame when you have a little bit of financial hair but your face isn't symmetrical like what what is the turning point to a woman is like to yeah i'm just gonna stick with the woman in this example to where a woman is like eh you know i don't really find myself attracted to this person because of the b aspect instead of the a c and d right right and where this comes also into not just women but family and other people in general is other people also see the same thing right your kids your family um, depending on your job they're also going to see you in different ways based on how you look especially as a man right the again the fact is a woman going into like a more labor-intensive job they almost are surprised when you're given the same output as a man because physically they can't right they're almost expected to kind of be lesser of a worker in those type of jobs and again i don't mean that in any negative way it's just biologically physics like they just can't do it the same way as a man right one one way i've noticed this in my life is the job that i currently have right the first thing people noticed is my size i'm five five i'm not afraid to admit it i don't have facial hair uh and i'm not the most symmetrical person so there goes three aspects of what's supposed to make a man more attractive to not only women but attractive in the sense of this man can protect someone this man could help someone right obviously i've proven plenty of times that that's just not the case unfortunately what the case what the facts show just always aren't always don't matter 
people are still going to see me in a different way, the first thing they notice is, again, my size. They're going to be like, oh, he's small. Oh, he doesn't have that much muscle on him. So where that, that adds a lot of pressure, right? Where does that line get drawn? And that's exactly where I wanted to chime in because mm-hmm. <clears throat> you did a great job explaining like the facts and this is how it is as far as the financial wise and the physical wise. So where I wanted to come in and say this is here are the problems. So how can you use these facts and maybe change your life if you are a man sitting here and you're like, hey, maybe I don't have these things. How can I achieve these things? So specifically touching on the financial aspect of it i'm not just going to sit here and say hey buddy quit your job get a better job make some more money i think that's the completely different and wrong way to look at it i think what the most important thing of a man is one word and one word only i believe that is purpose if a man doesn't have purpose he doesn't have vision he is shooting an arrow blind and he has no target to shoot at so i think purpose is what really drives a man to just continue pushing forward as far as a career wise and doing a hobby and a job. So I think when, when a man, like I said, does have this purpose, he is able to see what he's striving for and go for that. And the money follows him. If he loves what he does, he's going to show that passion and try and be the best. Cause I think we can all agree. I think men just have this competitive trait and they want to be the best at what they do. Right. So once they have that purpose that really drives them. And then as far as the, physical aspect that Isaac was pointing out um there's a lot of things you can change as a man or you can have that kind of like will boost the other one for example I think not I think women are just naturally driven to finances physical and as far as spiritual wise and I don't mean spiritual as a religion I think just a man's purpose as well is also spiritual how they kind of come across right right how they come across their aura their vibe women are attracted to these things so if you don't have two or if you don't have one excuse me let's say you're not the most physically appealing if you have the others like maybe you know you start hitting the gym if you get a better job more opportunities you will start to look more attractive and attract higher value women as well because they see the value in you so you can do a lot of things mentally physically spiritually to increase your value as a man and i wanted to add um go back to the part where you talked about purpose but I did some research and I found out like, you know, there's a lot of people that focus on, you know, like people think that success and purpose go hand in hand. But the thing is that if you focus too much on the success, it negatively affects your purpose. Cause if you are just driven by like, Oh, I need to be successful. I need to have this dollar amount. Like I need to make six figures. I need to look a certain way. You know, that's what the society will say as successful. Mm-hmm. It's going to negatively affect your purpose because you're doing those things without knowing why you're doing them. What drives you, what is motivating you to do those things. So if you just find focus on your purpose first, um, like what motivates you, what makes you want to wake up every morning, do the things that you do, then that will, um, you know, lead you to getting more success. Like you'll know what you want to do. You mean maybe like if you focus on success at first and then you're like, oh, like I think I want to do this because it seems like it will be successful without having a purpose. Then you're like you'd fall more into a rut. Whereas if you have a purpose, then find success. You'll find yourself doing things that you never thought you'd ever do. Right. And I'll leave you guys with a book that I am going to quote. This is what I call the four pillars of a high value man. But Stu Weber in his book, he calls it the four pillars of a man's heart. And they go hand in hand. He has he has a biblical reference of this. If you guys want to read the book, it is out there. But in long story short, I will explain these four pillars. A man, a vision and character is identified as a king. And that is one pillar. A man of strength and power is identified as a warrior. That's another pillar. A man of faith 
and wisdom is a mentor and a man of heart and love is a friend. And these are the four pillars and he explained what these do and he tries to resemble the past generations and societies and try and compare them to now and he thinks the overall in general the culture of just being a man and the, what identifies a man has kind of been altered and changed and he's saying that a lot of men today especially with the what pe- what women ask of men and just what a lot of people all this stress and all this pressure on men they cause these pillars to kind of bend a little bit and as this bending happens some even fall and crash and as men we kind of lose vision of these pillars and what philip said and what isaac said about this value and financial wise i'll give you one of the pillars so a man of vision and character is identified as a king and this is a quote in his book the king is that he is a provider if we say he is a good provider we mean he makes a good living or he meets the physical needs of the family the meaning here is however the king looks out for all the needs of his people emotionally physically socially spiritually the king the kingly man is looking ahead and planning for ways to meet tomorrow's need as well as today's he has vision to provide the resources for his needs of family i think the biggest word and the biggest takeaway i see from that quote in itself is vision like i mentioned having purpose that vision really really just gives you that that advantage in that upper head and what really builds that pillar and the foundation of that pillar. Actually, I really want to add to that because it kind of brought up an idea in my head. So you're talking about like our vision and behind our purpose, right? Yes. That we gain. Unfortunately, one thing I've noticed is that a lot of men or boys transitioning to men have the wrong idea of that. So I think it'd be good to kind of explain what that means, which is what you did. You know, it's having that pillar, having like a visual reference in your head. Actually, I think you should probably draw that out, write it out and put that on your wall. That's how good I thought that was. So you should not only do that, but kind of really digest and take a second to think of what your purpose can be. And when I say that a lot of people, a lot of these boys transitioning to men don't understand it, it's because they have that pressure. They see what a man is supposed to be. I'll give an example. Andrew Tate. They see someone like Andrew Tate and they're like, I want to be just like him. I want to do exactly what he does, right? And they have a perceived value of what a man is supposed to look like. Right. A valuable man isn't always just Andrew Tate. A valuable man could be like Jesus, obviously. A valuable man could be yeah, really anyone, Tom Brady. Like, Just think of any man and think of what value they give, right? They all had a specific purpose that was meant for them, one that they went out and found. So don't try to take someone else's Excuse me. Don't try to take someone else's value and take someone else's purpose and try to make it your own. You could use it and take little bits and pieces to kind of build your own, but don't try to follow someone else's purpose. And that's what I feel like a lot of people are doing. It's the same argument that uh, that people make for women online, right? That they have these perceived value of women because they see Kim Kardashian, they see Chloe, they see all these women with makeup and photo editing, and they feel like they should be that way. But no one ever talks about the man aspect of that. There's so many successful men out here that are seen as like like the man, right? Like this is this is what a good man looks like. And women also see this. They also have these ideas, which is why men also see the internet of the women's side of things. Right. They so it, also, it almost programs that into your head. Yeah, it's like, oh, and it so goes, that's what a man is supposed to be. And it goes both ways, right. which is un, like unfortunate, right? Men see these Chloe's and these Kim's and they're like, oh, that's how I want my woman to look like. Right. And unfortunately, a lot of them are, are disappointed 
Because how do you compete with that? Yeah, a lot of them are disappointed, right? right? Like sexually, in a sense. It's just straight up men are sexually driven in many ways. So when they see their women, I'm not saying you're not attracted to them. Of course you are. But especially up front when you're a lot younger, you feel like a woman should look a certain way. They should be a certain way because you see these things online, which is the same way women see it. They they see the Andrew Tate's. They see the Tom Brady's. They see the rock. You know, they're like, oh, that's how I want my man to be. And unfortunately Mm -hmm. are disappointed when your man doesn't make a $7 billion business overnight, when they aren't the best NFL athlete in the world, you know, when right. they aren't these these top pillar things, instead of just looking at what the pillar is, right? Exactly. This is also important for women to know, is see these pillars and does a man check off these marks? And if it doesn't check off these marks, how can I help him check off these marks? Because this is the man I feel has purpose in my life. That's how I was looking at it. Um, And to add to that, Personally, what a high-value man is to me is a man who knows his worth and isn't afraid to show it. It's confidence, not cockiness. Um, He's very confident in his ability. He is also very reliable, and he's consistent with everything. Um, He respects everyone. He respects everyone and treats them with kindness. Right. And uh, Mm -hmm. and when he's also wrong, because at the end of the day, none of us are perfect. We have we do our wrongdoings, and a man should. A man and woman should recognize when they are wrong and admit to it and apologize and not be arrogant about it. For and sure. one way, like another thing is trust. Trust is a big thing to me. And one way to like maintain and gain someone's trust is by staying true to your word, being honest and kind. Um, don't make promises that you can't keep. And you build that trust gradually. Don't expect so- too much out of someone to, for like too soon. Mm-hmm. It's a grad. It's a gradual build and. Like these guys that's they're sitting here next to me, I didn't trust them immediately off the bat. I had to get to know them, I had to get their trust and build their trust and now right. I can trust these guys with my life at the end of the day. And that could take months or years even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was very well said, Juan. And I will say that was very good that you pointed that out because as far as this goes mainly for the man, but as well as to defend those things. Def- defend the things that you value for example your family right. your woman you should physically be able to defend these things but also mentally and which brings me to the next pillar as i mentioned a warrior a man of strength and power and this goes a little bit in, in a different way that you probably think a warrior's life is full of sacrifice he is called to sacrifice himself for his wife his children the spiritually lost the weak and the helpless he sometimes finds it necessary to sacrifice his his popularity by saying and doing the hard things that other people won't say. On the other hand, the warrior has a heart of mercy for the weak and the helpless. The price of being a warrior is high, but the rewards are great. The warrior in a man doesn't love war. Really point that out there. But because he is a man of high moral standards and principle, he is willing to live by those principles and moral standards, spend himself for them, and if necessary, die for them. This really goes back on purpose. Have something, and it, it can also be physically, like your family that you built. I mean, you didn't build it yourself. Obviously, your woman or your kids, all of it has their their own personal aspect. But to be able to defend these things and really right. express the love and guide them and just be that king and the warrior spiritually and mm-hmm. physically. Well, let me ask you something actually based on that. When it comes to kind of being this warrior mentality, right, like going after those things and making sure you protect those things that you value so much is is what about the value you have for yourself, right? 
So when it comes to that, it's uh, like Juan just touched, right, is the kindness aspect of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, though, men hide this part of it. They, their kindness is seen as weakness yep. because of how we're supposed to be, right? We're supposed to be these hard people with the, the hard mentalities that only things bother us. But unfortunately, a lot of our kindness is disrespected and seen as weakness. And it's just um, valu- valuing those emotional aspects of ourselves, and, too. And to add to that, traditionally, men are told to toughen up. It's part of history. You see it everywhere. In today's society, you see less of that. You see people like men starting to be more open because a lot of the suicides are men because men bottle mm-hmm. things up. They keep things inside. And that's just another aspect is dealing with stress um, and bringing stress home and being able to deal with your emotions. And yeah, as a man, you're supposed to be there and be the rock of your family like Isaac said you're not supposed to have those emotions right? and you're not supposed to have those emotions but as a human we all have those emotions and being able and you have to find ways to cope yes and mm-hmm. manage that so like some ways of coping with stress would be like you know going out being active if you like being active go for a run go f- lift weights build yeah. that strong broad well, shoulders V taper like Isaac was saying we don't right. and just being active and getting rid of those stress because you're as a high value man, you don't take out those stressors and you unleash it onto your family. Yeah, you talk to them about it, but you don't let that affect your personal relationships. Relationships, right? And you don't make them. You don't salt. You don't add salt to it. If that makes sense. Like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So the way I'm kind of like, I guess I'm taking that too. Like is uh, like when you come to t- comes to taking it home, is finding an outlet, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of guys don't have the outlet, and a lot of guys do have an outlet, but are seen differently by the people surrounding them right so like for example my outlet is i like to come home and read a book other people's outlets is like to get off and work out you know and for some guys it might just be coming home and watching tv for 30 minutes exactly you know and unfortunately some of these things are seen differently especially by your significant other and your kids right you get home from a 12-hour shift and then they're like oh all you want to do is sit there and watch tv all you want to do is sit there and read your book all you want to do is sit there and go to the gym without being with us sometimes we just need that time to unleash something somewhere else right Mm -hmm. to kind of distract our mind and put it somewhere else because we don't want to talk about it we should but we don't we don't want to Mm -hmm. and unfortunately this is what leads to those numbers one those those high uh, male suicide rates is because we're told not to talk to people in a sense right not directly but indirectly told not Mm -hmm. to talk about our feelings because we're seen as weak and it's just sad to see that happen and all I want to say uh, in that for for that specific aspect of it is that just let that man in your life have those 30 minutes. Because I will say, to clarify, it is good to as a man to be able to withstand and withhold a lot of stress. Of course. Be able to go through things. And like Juan mentioned, be that rock in your family because you should have a hard-headed mentality. But when it comes to, like Isaac and Juan also mentioned, Having an outlet. Don't let it all build up because at some point mm-hmm. there's going to be a straw that breaks the camel's back, of course. And I think the most important thing is having that outlet. Right. Isaac mentioned it can be any different thing, but I just want to touch and clarify clarify yeah. on that part and specifically. There's, and there's also bad outlets such as alcohol, drugs. Yeah. And a lot of yeah. people result to that. Actually and that also that. adds to the to, to the, the glass. Mm-hmm. That To put that in a different analogy, you know, like the common one like you just said, like the the ca- the straw that breaks the camel's back but one thing that i like to put it is something a little more physical that you could see every day 
is is a glass a lot of us men like yeah we're able to withhold a lot and we should be able to hold with that but it's almost shouldn't be seen as actually withholding it you're not actually holding it in you're just not showing it in the same aspect of like an outburst what you're doing is letting it go on your outlet so you're not holding it in you're letting it go on your outlet right Mm -hmm. so sometimes your outlet might be actually talking about it to your wife or your kids Mm -hmm. but most of the time it's not the glass aspect or the glass um example is everyone has a glass some bigger than others and we keep adding to the glass right pouring into the glass eventually the glass is going to overflow and we have to unleash it somewhere right it starts to starts to come out a little bit and eventually it just it comes out and unfortunately this is what we're seeing as toxic men a lot of the times is those outbursts that we have so again so everyone's glass is different everyone's bursts at a different time and some more often than not so i love that you mentioned that because i think another thing that we should do as men is bond with each other more man like I see all these men just getting caught up in their own lives or quoting they're too busy, but it's very important to just have that one-on-one connection with a man, dude, specifically. Just, like, go out, do something, find something you guys like together. This is actually another thing that I will bring up as far as the, the third pillar comes, and that's what we found as almost like an outlet, and what we're doing right now is the third mentor, or third pillar, which is the mentor. And the mentor is a man of faith and wisdom. And the mentor's core characteristic is the fact that he communicates transparently with the other person he is mentoring. He imparts himself and his knowledge without undue self-consciousness. In other words, he is transparent enough to share his successes, even his failures, which is very, very important. If these experiences will edify his students if a mentor fails to pass on the knowledge or wisdom, then he is not succeeded in his role. Think about, with that said, what we're doing right now. We're addressing a problem that we think, well, not a problem, but we're just addressing facts and we're addressing our feelings and we're putting it on a podcast platform. I think this is just really important to look at that pillar because we are expressing how we feel and we are expressing our knowledge. And I think this is it really brings like a warm feeling to my heart because I feel as if I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. We are. Mm-hmm. And to adding to the mentorship, um, you, at some point in your life, we are become, we are going to become mentors to someone. But before you can become a mentor, you should have not one, but multiple mentors in your life. You should be the student. And you should, exactly. as, as us, us four men right now, young adults, we should have multiple mentors and learn from them from multiple aspects of life that different could be, seasons of our life right? mm-hmm, that could be finance relationships career wise anything and just really learn and pull all the information that you right. can from when them. it comes to that mentors that mentor part i really do believe that once like the student is ready the mentor will come so when you're ready for a certain aspect to be mentored it's that mentor will appear and that can come in a lot of different ways ways for example a father if you have a kid you are his mentor if you want to believe it or not, everything you do, that kid will look up to you, you and he will or pull despise. traits from you and other other uh, and vice versa. You will pull traits from your kid as well because he will find his own things that he likes to do. And uh, even at work situations, you'll find yourself in a position where you're, maybe you're training. You're the mentor. You're teaching these people. So teach what you know and be a great mentor and teach them the right way, not the wrong way. That was pretty good. Very well said. Thank you. Any anything to add on to that, guys? 
Nothing. That was some pretty well discussed um, topics. Some much needed topics to discuss on, and I hope that I hope that there's two people listening to this podcast right now that one of them takes something from it and actually acts on it. Because we could go ahead and talk about all these things, and you could listen to all these things and be like, "Wow, you know that was a really good point," and then you go to work and forget about everything that was said. Right? If you learn something and then you're given the same circumstances in the same context and you don't change anything about it, you didn't learn anything at all. So you could take what we said and just kind of blow it off or you could take what we said and actually use it to your own life. And really trying to change yourself for the better if you feel like that's what needs to be done. You could really go out there and mentor someone from what you just heard now and kind of help another man that's in need. The point is to be given these same circumstances you're given every single day you know the day-to-day regular habits and actually change what needs to be changed otherwise like i just said you didn't learn anything at all and i don't want you to learn nothing at all we created this so we could help other people learn right learn from our experiences and uh hopefully just make one person better and that that's really the whole goal so that's probably going to end it for today again if you're a returning listener like i mentioned in the beginning please we're just trying to grow this to be one of the best podcasts that we could possibly do for you guys and as well as reach many more people so if you do genuinely like this podcast and you do like listening to us and you do like learning from us please just go ahead and give us a rating it takes less than a second less than a minute sorry and just help us kind of grow and become better before we close it off i'll leave you guys with the fourth pillar and it's something that really goes unnoticed I do want to mention this. As mentioned before, the fourth pillar is a friend. The primary function of a friend is to connect to linked hearts. Someone is a true friend if that person loves to connect or to link to one's heart with another. A true friend is someone who, is, in spite of his own needs at the time, connects deliberately with another who is in need or in burden. He doesn't just connect if it's convenient to him or her. If a man is unable to willingly connect, he has failed in his primarily duty as a friend. And I can take this in different ways. A friend, a father, a husband, connect with the people that you love and make sure that you hug the people that feed you, as my very wise history teacher used to say. But as well as you three sitting here, I like that Juan yesterday, I will mention this, he just called me at a random time. And I think this is something that is kind of unnoticed, but it's really important to do because it shows that you care. It shows that, hey, I'm thinking about you. So as you're listening to this podcast, or maybe when you get off this podcast, call someone, tell them you love them. Or if you're by somebody, tell them you love them. Because there's only so many I love yous you can get. Anyways, that has been the True Dreamers Podcast. Episode 39. Out.